Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. On Almighty Baller Radio. Radio, radio, radio. Welcome, welcome to Riding the Pine Season 2, Episode 10. Welcome to Week 4 of the NBA. I am Hondo, here with Guy. What's up, Guy? Guy is joining the podcast. What's up, Wonderful. Guy? Hey, what's up, hello? Wonderful. Can, can, before we get started, before we go into our stories of the week, yeah. can we just talk about the fact that the Timberwolves are in the third position in the West? What, what? That it doesn't even, it's, it's so crazy, so crazy to even comprehend right now. We need to go into the deep, the deep woods to talk about the Timberwolves for an entire episode even. No, we're going to, we're yeah. going to, and we're bringing in uh, the NBA Thursday folks are coming in. The diehards are coming in for this episode. We are going to talk about this because this is like, this is a rare event. This is like Haley's comment right now. Sure. It's just coming around, but sure. we're we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive for all those Timberwolves fans following us. So that is coming. But before we get into that, we got to go into everything that happened this week in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are going to go right into gameplay. So, 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 so we are going to go. Right into gameplay this week. All right. So, Gay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring up the shot clock again. So, oh, I think your 24 seconds are starting now. Oh man, that feel-good hit, that feel-good shot of the summer right now. De'Aaron Fox against the Philadelphia 76ers, youth versus youth. Embiid, Simmons, Covington versus, you know, the youth nation of Sacramento. They they kind of suck. They need a little bit of something. And boom, De'Aaron Fox. He's like humble, you know. <laughs> he's a, he's just this unproven dude, and he's making ways right now. Coming off the bench for whatever reason, and he made that game winner against them, and it just shut everything up. I love it. I'm loving that team. Love that. Love that. So, yeah, we're going to see what, what happens with those guys out there in the West. But, man, that is a lot of fun. Yeah, that game was so fun. Okay, this week can't have been more fulfilling for me if for no other reason alone than Jimmer Fredette and Stefan Marbury fighting in the, the Chinese Basketball League. There is... There is nothing more hilarious to me than this. Jimmer goes off for like 50 points in this game. Also, like, the, I think the rules for fighting in the Chinese league are pretty substantial. Like, they can get pretty much kicked out of the league for the entire season. So they're they're really trying to take her easy. But having having those two stars fight is is definitely worth the cost of admission. Go Shanghai Sharks! Boom, boom. This is an NBA podcast, but why not? Let's let's steer in the other direction. 
Let's get some Chinese basketball going. Let's get Leangelo Ball arrested. <laughs> These are former Let's... NBA players. They're former NBA players. They both played for the Knicks. You know. Sure. sure. You know. And other teams. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of our Timberwolves, Jimmy Butler is trying to become a Timberwolf, yeah. right? Well, how to do that? You got to go out and experience the wild, the wet and wild. And boy, him and his little uh, compadre from ESPN went on this little like hiking trip, um, went canoeing and hiked <laughs> and tried to set up tents and campfires, and he failed miserably at all of them. <laughs> and the greatest thing in the world was like this remix of Taylor Swift and uh, one of her songs, and had Jimmy Butler with the squeal as he's never swum, he's never he's ne- he's never been taught how to swim. He had like three life vests just to kind of contain himself. He falls in the water as it's hitting shore. Yeah. Oh my God! You have to see it a thousand times, like I have. That's that's it. It was the highest squeal of, of, of a grown man should ever squeal. That's it, and that will make the episode for sure. All right, Paul George is back. Paul George is back. He goes off for forty-two last night. You know what? It's it's great to see this because they they weren't finding their rhythm, and it's just maybe it has to go a different direction. Maybe it's not through Westbrook at this time. Maybe it is through Paul George. Paul George goes for forty-two, getting that kind of lineup in order his crossover his spin moves going on last night out of control out of control and it's it's finally good to see him like really amping up he's the first so he's the first okc player outside of harden durant and westbrook to score 40 yeah three two lou williams makes one that's it. That's it. 24 seconds is all done. You know what? We got to go. We got to go right into Statsky. You pulled up some pretty game-winning stats for it's this for, for this podcast. So what what do we got on deck for this week? I got a little test for you. All right. You might have been spoiled by some of the pregame we just did. Watched. Maybe. Watched there. Maybe. But in the Cleveland versus Houston game that just happened recently. Sure. Only one rocket scored in the final 7 minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds in that game. Guess that player. James Harden. You have another guess. Oh. Uh, because Eric, James Harden did not score. Eric Gordon. You have another guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who this is. Clint Capella. We just saw Oh, that. no. Oh, <laughs> no. Just watched it. By the way, for those following along, Clint Capella is leading the league in, in field goal percentage. There's another stat right there. That's it. That's crazy. It. Actually, not that crazy because all he does is dunk. That's fine. That's fine. He knows his place. Yeah. He knows his place. And he's going to dominate that category. Man, he's unreal. And I love the Rockets because they brought him out into fruition. So did they just miss or did they were they not taking shots? I, I, I didn't see the end of that game. Oh, everyone was missing. Okay. And Clint Capella just took over the game on every rebound. <laughs> the last second shot by James Harden was an air ball. The game winner was Clint Capella. <laughs> Rebounding they, the air ball. They still won that game? Yeah, they won that game with Clint Capella. <laughs> with the, I know, oh, right? Oh, yeah. my God. Well, oh, my God. Devin Booker is the fourth youngest player in NBA history with 3,000 career points, which is something. I don't really know what that means, but it's it's something. It's it's something. It's it's promising. I, I still have a lot, a lot of faith in where Devin Booker can land. Yeah. I think a lot. He still has to work on his game a lot, and he has he has to get out of Phoenix in order for him to... <laughs> Maybe. It, I think he has to get out of Phoenix in order for his true potential to be realized. But 3,000 points, kudos to you, Devin Booker, going on. Yeah. Uh, are you coming back? Are you coming back on this podcast with another toaster stat? I got to say, man, like, that toaster meta, like, <laughs> I don't like stats, but I like stats when they're talking about toasters, right? Like, <laughs> I like the stats that mean more than, like... 
some random factoid that some other random nerd is gonna with glasses and, and hair is gonna talk about. <laughs> right? Notice the hair. Fo- follow it. When you home. draft, when you draft players for your fantasy basketball team, yeah, you talk about points, yeah. rebounds, assists, like if you know per. No, toaster streak, right? <laughs> toaster strudels are on a roll. I remember the Golden State Warriors. You know, I, I, I lost count. They were like thirty and one last year, right? Yeah, leading into the playoffs, leading into the postseason. After they had a little bit of a. a uh, a, a fall and uh, Clay Thompson signed a toaster from a fan. <laughs> Thirty and one. Thirty and one. But that we're not done. You know that's last season. Yes. Okay. Boston Celtics started the season zero and two. Kyrie Irving went to the locker room as he was going into the locker room. Some fan was yelling at him. You know, belligerent <laughs> enough. He goes. He, he screams. Suck my dick. <laughs> as he goes into the locker room. Yeah. He got fined twenty five k. Yeah. They haven't lost since. <laughs> Oh my God! They haven't oh. lost. They have won eleven straight. <laughs> We're the only ones keeping track of this stat in the NBA. <laughs> I wrote. I wrote a fan fiction right there. The Celtics it's have won the, eleven it's the, straight. It's the SMD streak. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, wonderful! Dig it deep in the archives to find that game, but that is those are priceless stats. You're not going to get anywhere else. Okay. You will only find those stats on Ren the Pine. RTP. I have to. I was digging through top season stats right now. I found something so hilarious. I had to bring it up. Joe Ingles is currently tied for fourth in steals in the league right now. <laughs> How is that possible? I have no idea. I didn't know Joe Ingles had, had like... Arms? Had arms or like ability <laughs> yeah, right. to be in pretty prestigious, you know, a pretty prestigious category here. Sure. But 1.9 per game and like Kyrie's in that. Now, if Kyrie's injured at all, Joe Ingles has a chance to move up. Whoa. Which is is oddly... Uncharted con- territory. Oddly concerning. <laughs> yes. Oddly concerning. You know what? I... I couldn't let this stats episode go without talking about my boy Andre Drummond is back leading leading the league in rebounds per game. On so the rubbies. He's uh 15.6. And I still, I still, for those following at home, I still think he has a chance for 30. 30 in one game this year. Wow. So you have two people going for 30 in this season. No, it's it's always been Andre Drummond. You said Demarcus Cousin will go for a 30 and 30 well, in last in last episode. Well, Demarcus Cousin probably can. DeMarcus, so then you have two people getting 30 <coughs> rebound games. Fine. Yeah, now Fine. I do. Yeah. Now I do. Now I do. We'll come back to <laughs> Rambling Gambler and talk about that a little bit more. Speaking of Andre Drummond really quick. Yes. He went 14 from 16 from the free throw That line. That is insanity. In one game. He also went 0-7 the next game. But that is insane. Also, Paul George is like shooting oddly great at the free throw line right now. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay. I I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I was really trying to follow that one, and it wasn't working. Westbrook did drop out of the assist categories. Uh, everything else is pretty much normal. I'm going to talk about a couple of these other stats as we get into the Rambling Gambler later on in the episode. Sure, sure. 1230 Project is coming. A slight technical hiccup, so more stats to come on that. We'll... We'll publish. We'll publish that out on our Instagram. By sure. The way. Why not? I think that's. I think that's the way that that needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. And if you're looking to do random Excel work for Riding the Pine, please contact us, and I'll uh, show you how. Um, <laughs> sure. All right. Going to the old man's lounge. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. One more time. Oh man. Oh man! Back to the old man's lounge for week four. Who's joining us this week, Gabe? Oh my God, 
Men aplenty. <laughs> the wait time to get a seat <laughs> is about 48 hours. Cancel flights. Oh, no. Oh, no. Make hotel arrangements because Jarrell Martin, who did he play for? I don't, e- I don't even know. Second time visitor. 12 minutes. Still doesn't know who he is. <laughs> still, solid measure. You know, Carlisle's trying something different. Yeah. It's not working at all, man. Jarrell Martin. Jarrell Martin comes back around. Thrice is thrice is nice. <laughs> Hang out. Have some ice. <laughs> 24 minutes, apparently, and nothing happened. Oh, ooh, that's rough. Hey, Okara White. Hanging out with Whiteside. Oh, Sharing a last no. name. But apparently he started. I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> Dwayne Bacon, man. The only thing good about his name and his game is bacon. <laughs> he's straight. He's, he's, drink, he's drinking the Bloody Marys in there with oh, bacon. Sure, sure. <laughs> Damn, that's a good drink. <laughs> the Dwayne Bacon Bloody Mary. <laughs> Zaza Pachulia. You know he's back. Oh, man. He starts. He starts for the Golden State Warriors, the world champion Warriors. Apparently, Zaza Pachulia is a world champion. Oh, uh, well, that's really tough to digest. On his off time, he hangs out with us. The yes. Man Lounge. And poor boy, Kyrie Irving. Rest in peace. Rest in brain. Two minutes. Oh. Concussion. Not good. Oh, man. <laughs> Not good. Oh, man. Oh, man. Kyrie. So we got some drink specials here in the Old Men's Lounge. Yeah. We don't really, you know, no rest for the weary, right? No, of course not. Two minutes, no points. You're a starter. Mm-hmm. You get a drink. You get a, you drink, get a drink assigned to you. Welcome to the Old Man's. The Boston Concussion. Oh, man. Is a drink. F- straight out of the RTP Old Man's Lounge. Peach schnapps. Right <laughs> Irish cream, because we're Boston. Of course. And a little grenadine. I like that. Because of the blood. <laughs> and hey, we're serving, you know, because he's a three-time uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame-esque player already. <laughs> Jarrell Martin. Hall of Fame-esque. And by Hall of Fame, you mean Omen's Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's the only Hall of Fame I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. <laughs> a triple-sec gin martini. And we're going to call that the Jarrell Martini. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Starters, if you do not score, you can join us at the Old Man's Lounge. Sure, so man. get put on the board. Otherwise, get ready to stand in line. Yes, yes. All right. You know what? We got to go to a little give and go action this week, Guy. So, oh, man. What an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. I'm doing how Harlem Globe try to share around my body spinning on my finger right now. Will crying LeBron replace crying Jordan? I have a couple of I have a couple of like larger discussions before we talk about specific things going on this week. Sure, sure. I got into a little bit of an argument argument or debate with one of my coworkers this week. Wow. Just in terms of who is the best crossover artist in the NBA right now? Holy shit! You talk with your coworkers about crossovers? Yes. Is the, the crossover co- conversation with coworkers? Yes, it's the crossover conversation with coworkers. Of course. Whoa. Um. So, the question is, where do you go? I think there's some obvious... Who are the, who are the names that came up? I th- uh, Kyrie comes up. Harden comes up. Westbrook comes up. Um, Isaiah Thomas potentially comes up. Then... Drummond doesn't come up. Drummond does not come up. No, just okay. Drummond just takes for the boards. That's it. That's, <laughs> a, that's it. Are there names that come to your mind right away when you, when you think of the best crossover artist in the NBA today? Stephen Curry. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, you think, makes that list? I think so. Okay. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Really? I don't think you can stop that crossover. So he's not like the the he's not in it for the theater or the drama mm-hmm. because Kyrie Irving is all about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, and he probably the obvious answer might be Kyrie Irving, but some other names. Yeah, I'm giving you some other names. I no, guess. I I, th- I think those are other names. I I had a tough time, a tough time going outside of two two players. I think between Kyrie and James Harden this season, I I it's hard for me to name. Who is the best crossover artist amongst those two? Because yeah. Kyrie has put on a show yeah. in the games that he's been doing. But if you watch, especially the 56-point game from James Harden. It's all crossovers. It's crossovers, and he just pulls back and takes a three. Unbelievable. It's crossovers, threes, and lobs, yeah. And, and 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 that's fine. And we'll talk about the rest of his game. But like his crossover, his crossover possibility, pretty crazy. Now, if they played a game of one-on-one, who do you think? Between Harden and... And Kyrie, who do you think wins that game? Probably Kyrie. Really? Lower center of gravity towards the flat earth. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question, though. So what makes a good crossover? Like the ankle breakers? The missed layups after the crossover? (laughs) I don't think that makes it. It's just the crossover? I think it's the crossover. I think it's just the ability to get that extra step around somebody. Like, and just, I think it's the, just... The ball handling, as well as just that that extra step, it, it, even amongst like the best defenders in the world, these guys these guys embarrass them. Yeah, sure. And I just I <laughs> I don't know. I was I was struggling with who really had that potential beyond those guys. So I think I think it's there. Uh, we'll put up. A, I think I'd like to put up a Twitter poll and just see what other names we potentially get. For sure, for sure. So, um, and I just want to say, like Kevin Durant and Giannis, they have killer uh, crossovers. Mainly because they carry the ball all the time, so they they have their hand like this, yeah, and they can do a lot with that crossover yeah. torque, yeah. So you know, until that gets kind of modified, yeah. or at least uh, you know brings the attention to the refs, you yeah, know, it's still going to be lethal from those two guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I want to talk a little bit about this week in basketball. We'll, we'll we'll come back to my my other topic at the end of this segment here. Oh sure. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the standings here. We're into week four. I'll bring up the bring up the standings as we as we have them today, and kind of read off some of the names, talk about some surprises, talk about some yeah, um, you know, some things that we thought might be in place. So let's start in the east. So I'm going to read down from starting from one down to eight, and then we'll we'll talk. Boston in one, Detroit in two, Orlando three, Toronto four, Washington five, Philly six, New York seven, Miami at eight. So, even in your tenor of your voice, those were the surprise teams. Yeah. The teams that you were like, huh? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. So, no one, I guess, at least for me, Boston Boston was number one, and that's that's no surprise. Well, the shocker is Cleveland is number 12. The shocker is Milwaukee's out of the playoffs. Yeah, so, so let's, let's talk about <laughs> the other ones that are not in the playoffs. So, Milwaukee's at 10, Cleveland's at 12, Charlotte's at 13. Yeah. I mean that those are definitely the surprises. So I mean if we if we look at it here, Detroit in two, Orlando in three, boy, I don't know. They'll come back to earth. Yeah. A I ten th- game sample is a ten game sample, it's not eighty games. Yeah. It'll back to the mean. It's always gonna happen. Yeah, that's I, I think that's definitely gonna be underway. So yeah. Detroit and Orlando, they still I think they still have a potential of coming in. I think Toronto Toronto we're gonna see kind of move up just probably a little bit. They might be a three or I don't think they're going to be a two seed, but they could easily be a three seed. 
Washington. What, what do you think about Washington at five? East is so wide open right now. I think it's actually way more competitive than we're giving it credit, mainly okay. because of the lack of star power in the, yeah. in the East. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might actually see a few underdog stories that come into this. But like Toronto, the second seed actually is probably up for grabs right now. Yeah. Because that might take a full half season for Cleveland to recognize where they are. And Milwaukee, they, they just got a bolster in Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll move up. Yeah. But will they move up all the way to three or two? I'm not sure. Yep. That leaves the door open because, you know, that's 40 games in the season for a Toronto or a Washington yeah. to make a jump to the second seed. I don't – right now, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, and Kyrie Irving are all out for Boston right yeah. now. And they just happened to win last night for whatever reason. If they're out for an extended period of time, Gordon Hayward is out for the season. Yeah. But these other two dudes with concussions, if they're out for like five, six games, well – there's a chance that like Toronto can you know clips the number one seed right now, so it's really volatile, and I like that energy. But what your question was basically about Washington, Toronto, and so I'm saying, yeah, I think with the season how they're it's kind of being portrayed right now, mm-hmm. they can easily make uh, even a run at the one seed right now if Kyrie and Hal Horford um, are out. out for yeah. a period of time, yeah. maybe ten games. I don't think they're out for that long. I think they'll probably be back in a couple games or so. Mm-hmm. So. It's Boston's it's Boston's uh, conference right now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild, and that was not it was maybe not necessarily unexpected, but I didn't think that losing Gordon Hayward was going to keep them in the same you know pedestal, keep mm. them in the same spot. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have really shown shown out over almost overachieved, mm-hmm. and they're showing that they're going to be keepers in this league for a long time, and I love it. I love it. So so as we get down to the bottom of the East, whether that's Philly, New York, or Miami. Who do you think stays? Who do you think goes? Sure. Now, this might surprise you, but I think Miami goes. Wow. I think Philly and New York are here to stay. I think I think New York is New York and Philly are playing at a caliber that we have not seen from either of those teams in a long time. So I think they're going to play. I think Milwaukee is coming up. I have no idea about Cleveland. I can't even predict it right now. I have also no idea about Charlotte. Yeah, but I would say I, w- I would say it'd be pretty safe to rule Charlotte out of the postseason. I don't know how they're going to get much better than they are playing um, right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kemba can have like a five game, you know, explosion. Yeah, um, there might be a couple good shooters on that team, like Jeremy Lamb and Dwayne Bacon, and um, Malik Monk is okay, mm-hmm. even though Dwayne Bacon was an O man. <laughs> he's a good, he's a he's pretty decent shooter. So l- l- let me let me ask you a question here. From the team the, is done though. From the East as it stands right now, who is the MVP in the East right now? If, uh-huh. if you were just if you were just to break down just the East, who would you who would you actually put as the MVP player for the East? I have three names. And okay. I'll, I'll wind it down to one. Okay. Um, after that, um, Kyrie Irving. Yes. Kristaps Porzingis. Yes. And Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. I I'm actually in total agreement with those names. Hell yeah! I'm in Isn't total agreement. I'm in total agreement with the names. But now the question is, paring it down, who is who is the true MVP out of those those candidates? Kyrie Irving. I think Giannis is. Uh, I think Giannis is, but Giannis his impact for the team. I think his impact can't be understated right now. And just gelling with Bledsoe, watching some of those highlights, man. I think he's here to come. He's here to stay. Porzingis, though, like this, it gets it gets frustrating because Porzingis it's not unanimous. Por- right? Porzingis is like leading his team, and I think he's also number two in in scoring he overall. Giannis and then Kristaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Like it's a new. It's like turnover on the league right now. It's yeah, not, it's not the Stephen Curry's. It's not the LeBrons. It's no. these new dudes, and I no, love it. I absolutely love that as yeah. well. So, 
Interesting. So, and Philly and Philly can't be underestimated either. But they're so young, but mm-hmm. they're so unproven. They're untested, but they're taking games off of people like fucking Houston yeah. and Cleveland, even. Yeah, I like that. Um, I want to talk about one other name before we leave the East, and that is Indiana because Indiana sits at nine. I had really low expectations for Indiana this year. They are kind. They are still potentially in it. Yeah. Uh, Victor Oladipo is coming in, kind of leading that team. Do you think they have potential to potentially rise, or do you think they're they're going to kind of sit in this nine, ten, ten range for the rest of the season? Yo, I think it's very, it's almost next to impossible to predict. They have a center that's out right now in uh, my Miles Turner. When he comes back, that team's going to look a little bit different, and they're all playing for themselves. They're playing to exceed expectations and kind of right everyone's wrongs. But like losing Paul George was kind of like the Ewing theory, where you trade a Ewing you suddenly become better because this this black hole on offense is good, like Paul George was. Mm-hmm. But suddenly everyone has more inspiration has more, and everyone's more involved. Yes. And something happens. Yeah. It's similar to New York right now with Patrick Ewing and now with Melo. They lost Melo, and now everyone's playing better. The The ball is feeding, is fed through Kristaps instead of the ISO-heavy shot-taking Mellow. Yeah, yeah. Kristaps is willing to pass, and Enos Cantor is playing well. Jared Jack is this calming presence. And Frank, New- Frankie, uh, Frankie, Frank, Frank, I don't know his last <laughs> name, Nilakina. Yeah. Right. Um, he's an, an exceptional rookie, and so this team is really fun to watch. All these teams are really fun to watch. Indiana, amongst the East, you know, uh, upper echelon of the East, can probably stay competitive with them. Mm-hmm. Um. It's too it's too early to tell. I think. <laughs> At twelve games in, it's too early to tell if, if it, or thirteen games in for Indiana. But if, it's a it's a fun question because I would say halfway in the season, before the exp- before this even started, we we're going to say ten wins, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, Desab and Victor Oladipo or Victor Dunkadipo. Yeah, of course, Victor, Victor Dunkadipo. <laughs> he was Steeladipo last year. He's Dunkadipo. Dun- Dunkadipo is coming back. They're so. uh, making waves, and I, I like that team. That team has fun energy. All right, so we're going to turn our attention over to the West, and we're going to talk a little bit about the the lineups as they are now. So I'm going to I'm going to read off all eight teams, and we'll have the same discussion here. All right, so Houston at one, Golden State at two, Minnesota at three, Memphis at four, San Antonio at five, Denver at six, Portland at seven, New Orleans at eight, and uh, let, let's go with a couple of surprises out, outside of this list. The Clippers at nine, Utah at ten, OKC at twelve. Yeah. All right. So starting from the top, I have, I thought Houston would kind of be in this running. We, we, I think we both thought Golden State would be up here. That's not surprising to me at all. Golden State started a little cold, but obviously they're back. They're playing at their potential. Minnesota at three. Can we just let's let's talk about that for just a minute here. I think it just goes to show that Tibbs' system is kind of working. There's a lot of star power right now in Minnesota, too. Mm -hmm. And so games can be taken over. And you can see that. And you have been seeing that with Jimmy Butler taking over games when we were probably out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jamal Crawford, who's a former All-Star and who's been through everything, has won a game for us single-handedly when we were not able to. Mm -hmm. And then we got a couple, you know, sneaky wins against, like, OKC Mm -hmm. uh, with game winners and, like, really close battles. So... That attributes to four or five wins, and maybe we've played a couple other teams that we've mm-hmm. just, you know, taken over. And I think the offense is a little um, stagnant, we'll say, mm-hmm. and the defense is it is adequate in the half court and 
terrible, beyond terrible, worse than the league in transition. So there's a <laughs> lot of growth. Yeah. And that's exciting. As a three seed, you're going to see a lot of growth. Yeah. You can potentially keep this up. Yeah. Because they're going to only learn and grow and be better from it. Man. Jimmy Butler went on record this morning saying he's going to be a different Jimmy Butler now. He's not going to be as passive. He's going to be more directive and authoritative. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that energy. Wiggins is an amazing third you know, option. He's doing his patented spin move and um, his like his one dribble drive and dunk is just the the most mesmerizing play in basketball right now. It just breaks me into a new level. Um, <laughs> and I think Carl Anthony Towns needs to shut the hell up and play basketball <laughs> like a true center. Yeah. And not take 10 threes if you're going to make two of them and try to get to the line because you are a big trying to get bigs in foul trouble, that is a legit strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's my little mini breakdown, I'll guess, but a yeah. uh, mini minute. No, but, um, I mean, that's... But, but the unsung hero in all of this yeah. is Jeff Teague. I really didn't care for him at all. I thought he was super average, hit everything basic. He's a nice, calming presence on that team, actually, and he's, like, showing how to win and how to lead um, without really saying much or doing much. And I appreciate his effort on D, even though he's kind of a turnstile. And, um, well, he's been able to take over a couple games, too. So we have so much star power on this team. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like we're kind of failing, too. We, we had some blowouts. Yeah. We've lost those games. Just think about it. Like, if we just... If, if we, we just kind of tighten up a little... Yeah. <laughs> tighten up a little bit, could they go higher? Could they... Will they stay here? Could they be... Yeah. Could they potentially be the top? And a Tibbs-led offense, a Tibbs-led team is going to be good defensively. Yeah. Hopefully. Yes. They're not good now. They should be when they peak in the playoffs. So that's well, that's my, you know, Minnesota thing. All right. So be- before, before we go on, as our Thanksgiving gift to you all, <laughs> we'll have 48-minute breakdown of the Timberwolves sure. in, in all... In all facets, so that will that will be coming up in in an episode in the very near future. Okay, let's talk about a couple of these teams that are still sitting here. Memphis, Memphis at four is is kind of surprising, but it's also kind of not. I like I was a little bit shocked when they started to play pretty well early on, and then it's like no, these guys have been a perennial playoff team. Yeah. They, they are playing to their potential. Marcus Saul is is playing like he's. Not an MVP candidate, but just just out of that range. A caliber, so, a caliber yes. player. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and I would say that Jarrell Martins and the other players on that team, like they don't really speak for what Memphis is all about. It's Gasol, Conley, and of of course, of course, Tyreek Evans and Chandler Parsons and uh, Mario Chalmers. Yes, who are those guys? Like, where do they come from? <laughs> Bam, they're making some moves, and I like it. Um, I f- we forgot about them in our pr- predictions. Like, we just said, they're just not good enough. They lost their identity. Yeah, but, th- but that, was, that, was, that was too soon. I think that might have been too soon. And we didn't do our coaches episode, so we didn't really think about the coaches <laughs> and their influence. But David Fisdale is kind of a hell of a coach, and he's kind of the Brad Stevens of the West. So Definitely. The... I don't want to talk too much about San Antonio because I think they get they get a pass. We'll, we'll we'll talk about them in a future episode. Denver. So what's interesting here to me is now at six and seven, Denver and Portland are the order that I had predicted. Nice. And you nice. had you had predicted uh, Portland out. Oh, uh, you had predicted Portland out, but you had predicted New Orleans in. Yep. New Orleans in. I had predicted the Clippers out, yeah. and I am. Uh, am I right? I guess. I guess the question goes back to you, Gee. 
Are the Clippers are the Clippers going to rise? Are they going to fall? Are they going to flatline? Where do you where do you see the Clippers in the next in the coming weeks here? Okay, so 11, 12 games in, um, they're they're about what fifteen percent done with the season. They currently do not have their starting point guard or shooting guard out there. Mm-hmm. They are starting Sindaris Thornwell and uh, Austin Rivers. So that sucks. Um, <laughs> Blake Griffin was an MVP caliber player this first week or two of the season, um, and that hasn't lasted because, yes, he's a power forward recovering from an injury, and it takes a toll when you play 40 minutes a game as an MVP-like player, right? So um, it's great to see, like, Blake point, you know, sometimes it's fun. The Clippers have their identity a little lost without the uh, Spaniard dude, I forgot his name, um, Milos Tedosic, and... uh, Patrick Beverly. So Patrick Beverly is their defensive stud right now, and they're missing him. So really quick, the Clippers are not what they're going to be in the end of the season. They're going to have their full-strength touted roster, and they're probably going to make another in the next 20 or so games if they get those players back, which I don't know if they're going to be there or not. They're going to make a push again. Yeah, they could probably stay 500. And so if they're 500, they're both one game under you know under 500 or so. Yeah, That's giving them enough leverage for when everyone gets back healthy to make a final push Ooh. or make a midseason push or make a midseason move. Uh, this is this is really interesting just just in terms of what's going to happen Because I think they're talented enough, but they're also starting like a Wesley Johnson and this uh, other this other rookie. I don't so like they could that. lose some. They could lose a few before those other guys return. Yeah, and that could really suck. They they just they to your point though, they can't lose a lot of ground. Yeah. If they lose a lot of ground in the West, you're going to be you're, out you're of going it. you're going to be completely out of it. Mm-hmm. What what'll be very interesting though is Clippers get healthy OKC gels. I think inevitably we're going to see somebody slide from that top eight. I don't know who it's going to be yet. Yeah, Denver hasn't really gelled to the the fact. I mean, they kind of have, but I don't. I don't know if we've seen enough. I don't know if I'm completely firm with them staying in the top. I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to prove it. Uh, but I don't. I don't see any other kind of crazy. Crazy maneuvers, at least for the next couple weeks. So OKC just had a six-game losing streak, actually. Or the four-game losing streak, 0-6 versus the West. I think they just beat a team recently. Yeah. Um, and it was a good deal. It was a good win, need, needing to win that game. Um, what, as an OKC fan, and you're saying they need to gel, what does that mean? Like, what does that really I, do for them? I think it's back to the prior conversation just with with Paul George okay. kind of stepping in to make, make a decidedly... <laughs> To make more of a significant impact than he has been. Sure. And really keep it out of Melo's hands. Really just like, I don't know if Westbrook just hasn't found the foundation or just they've just not known how to share the ball. I don't I don't really I don't really know what it is, but I, I think if I think if Paul George kind of takes takes the leadership that he's exhibited uh on Indy before, I think we're gonna see a different OKC. Sure. I, I definitely agree. I had them at the second seed, so I hope that something <laughs> yeah, happens. Of course. Not necessarily for my sake, but just my sake. But it's just uh, I had higher expectations that these talented players would play together and or gel together. All right, Guy, you we're gonna we're gonna leave the West and we're gonna come back with MTG in a couple of weeks and talk about talk about Sandings and really do a shootout on the bottom of the West again. Yeah. So that will be coming. Um, you you posed a really interesting question here in the give and go and. You're talking about two about two players, a choice between two players and who you'd want to anchor your franchise. Can you can you talk 
to everybody about how you derive this and oh sure and what the uh, so what the premise is. I derived this by looking at a standings um, shocker: uh, Philadelphia and New York both getting into the East. And I was confused. I was like, "How are they? How are they able? How are they able to tackle the the Eastern like Cleveland's and uh, and you know even like Toronto lost." And uh, thinking of like the scoring leaders and it's Giannis and who's on the second? Well, that's Kristaps Porzingis. And like looking at the rookie leaders and who's running away with it right now? It's Ben Simmons. They're actually transforming their team and their roster and the hope of those franchises. If I were to start a franchise. I would pick between Kristaps Porzingis or Ben Simmons today, today in Seattle, live in Ballard. And I don't know who I would pick. I'm going to ask the question. If you were to start a franchise live in Ballard and you had a choice between Kristaps Porzingis or Ben Simmons, who would you pick? I think I'm going with Porzingis. Yeah. And why is that? I think I'm going with Porzingis. I think he's an anchor anchor for this thing. I, I am confident about Ben Simmons' ability, but Porzingis has started up, has been able to continue, continually uh, elevate himself and elevate his game, elevate his team, even in the even amongst some of the poorest like coaching owner debacle that's that's been out there. Yeah. He has still come to play. Sure. So I think I think his leadership, his game, his versatility, he is definitely that anchor point that I want on my team. Speaking of versatility and, and leadership and anchor of a team, I would say Ben Simmons is that too. So I'm having a huff, tough choice right now, and I'm thinking I would go Ben Simmons. Okay. And Ben Simmons, because you can probably find a defensive big somewhere in the league. You could probably find someone like a Clint Capella somewhere in the league. But a Ben Simmons is like one of three or four players in this in this game right now. LeBron, Greek Freak, a little bit of Jimmy Butler. That's, that's Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. He might have to work on his game a little bit more, like shooting from three and, you know. But he's a left-hand beast, and uh, I just see a lot of poise from him. And in the second, third, and fourth year, you're going to see like a Giannis-type leap. And I think he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Like, it's no longer the Joel Embiid's team. It is actually Ben Simmons' team right now, and no one's talking about that. Okay, so I don't don't disagree with upside to Ben Simmons. I just think, I think with Porzingis, he has those attributes right now. Yeah, you're right. Right now that he can go in. I think you give Ben Simmons one more year— He's the anchor that everybody's going to be looking for. Philly's going to have to be very, very, very careful because yeah. Ben Simmons will be the anchor of some team, some team like Dallas, some team like Orlando, some team like Phoenix. Like people will be hunting for Ben Simmons. Yeah, sure. There is no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where he will land, but there is a gargantuan contract if he continues to play like this. Yeah, I think he's going to stay in Philly personally. Um, yeah. I mean, they're going to be the one who's going to be able to offer him that amount of money right away. And, um, well, they're the ones who drafted him. So they get their rights oh, no, no, through no. the first they're, seven years. They're, they're going to offer it. They're going to offer it. I'm just, I, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see a world of opportunities open to him. Yeah. As, I love it. Though. As that comes along. So, man, Guy got me thinking so much. Also, I'm not going to take a bet on this. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I th- it's too stressful to bet against between Porzingis and Ben Simmons at yeah. this time. They're just they're playing unbelievable caliber ball. Incredibly fun to watch. I hope they both get a chance to play in the All-Star game somehow. Yeah. But we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. And can I just say it's so refreshing to talk about players that are not LeBron, Steph Curry, yes. Kevin Durant, yes. James Harden. We're talking about players that are up and coming, if not already there. Yes. And I love it. And yes. that makes me so happy. It's a new NBA. The game is a little bit like looser. And we get to see these new new on players coming out in the league. 
All right. So for my last get, give and go topic for for today, I wanted to talk a little bit about some dunks that <laughs> that you that you have seen, maybe haven't seen in a game. What you'd like to see in a in a game, whether this is a real game or a bit of a hypothetical game. Oh, no. Are there are there any dunks that you've seen this season that you need to see more of? Yes. Every day I wake up and I'm hustling <laughs> and I go to I go home just waiting, waiting for the moment when Andrew Wiggins gets that that lean dunk that he gets <laughs> always in and lean and mean and forever twenty one. <laughs> um I want more of that. I want more cat throwdowns, running throwdowns. But now let's get a little bit more hypothetical up in the space. I want to hang in with the clouds. I want a Giannis free throw dunk. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. In, in game. In, in, in game over Aaron Baines. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Your turn. Um, I want I want Dunk Depot to yeah. to just like just set the ball that this is there's going to have to be some rule modifications but just set the ball on top of the of the basket sure don't don't declare it out of bounds just yeah. let him grab it from there and bring it back down nice nice that's what i want to see i want to see i want to see blake griffin attempt a 1080 dunk in a game 1080 yeah. oh that hasn't been done since 1080 snowboarding i know i know <laughs> but it's coming on down it's definitely coming on down sure. um i want to see an isaiah rider dunk in a game whoa bring him back now who can oh, do who can do this in, in the big three league, huh? <laughs> no, never. Who who, who could, could do the Isaiah Ryder? Who could do the Isaiah Ryder? Oh man, um, probably Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Ooh. Uh, that was not my first choice. <laughs> I would say you know, there's so many players. Could Aaron like, Gordon do it? Yeah. Let's get some Aaron Gordon mascot dunks happening. Oh man, I want to see a halftime show of like some random team, you know, Minnesota and L.A playing and then the halftime shows Aaron Gordon dunks <laughs> he's taking his day off dunking for his fans um I am very very excited you know what I'd like to see I'd like to see a Bledsoe to Greek Freak 360 uh alley-oop dunk sure NBA jam style yeah it just the classic NBA jam just just right out the gate like first play of the game oh first play of the game oh, from the jump from the jump <laughs> The jump is the tip. Oh, the yes, jump is that, the lob. What, what are we talking about? Yeah, obviously, the, the tip is the lob. The tip is the lob. And that just goes right in. And Giannis takes one stride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's yeah. already there. He's yeah. already there. He's got it. So much more to come. We probably have to join some visuals as we continue to think of our mystical and maybe not realistic dunks for the rest of the season. But speaking of mystical and visual. Yes. We gotta we gotta bring people in. Okay. To the Geese Hair Slum Geese Pop Up Shop. Gotta make a stop at Geese Pop Up Shop. Love that. Love that. So what's going uh, on at the Pop Up Shop this week? Oh, fashion, fashion, and hair. Yes. Two players. One Patty Mills and one D'Angelo Russell. Oh my God. <laughs> they are absolute looky look likes. Looky loos. Looky loos. <laughs> Drop top, mop top, pop up shop, pop up shop. Someone change the change the look, change the world. You both so, wear black jerseys. Remember those like remember those glasses with the fake nose that comes sure. with them, where you like try and hide from somebody. Sure. Who's wearing those? Patty Is, Mills. Patty Mills has to, has to wear those so yeah. he doesn't get confused for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was watching highlights the other day, and I was like, wait. Uh, I had to take a double take, uh, thinking if uh, you know D'Angelo Russell played for the Spurs, and obviously the answer was no, but... <laughs> I had to think about it. You did. You did have to think about it. Oh my god, Gee, What? What else? Is there any any other fashion or any other news from the pop up shop this week? Oh yeah, but you got to turn in next week. Oh, all right. Okay, fair enough. Whoa! Oh man, man, man! Rambling gambler here. Rambling gambler. All right, I'm back. It's Honda with the rambling gambler. Rambling gambler. I'm back. You know what? We're going to check on a couple of bets for this week. The injury bet. I think the injury bet is still no injuries today. No injuries. injuries. <laughs> no injuries. Uh, Greek. Did, so did we commit on the Greek freak points bet? Sure. Or, uh, so I forgot. We no no. We were uh, we agreed. We agreed. So we're okay. Each, we we're paying each other. Okay. All right. So I have two new bets for this week. Um, first off, James Harden is actually leading in f- uh, three-pointers made over Steph Curry. Can that continue? Can that continue for the for this? We can either bet week to week or we can bet for the season. Oh, for the season. Okay. Week to week is going to be okay. Fair enough. Easier to do than for the season. Fair enough. So, can James Harden beat Steph Curry in three-pointers made this season? Yes. And you're saying no? I am saying yes. Okay. I am saying yes. <laughs> Moving on. Scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> I think it's going to be obvious. Okay, um, Greek Freak above 30 points. Can Greek, Greek Freak maintain that 30-point threshold? So he doesn't he, have to be the scoring leader. He just has to be 30 points. That's, that's, my next, that, that's my next bet here. Okay. Can he do it? So 30 points a game? I'm saying no. Can he maintain it? And you are saying? We'll go, we'll go for the next two weeks. We'll go for the next two weeks. I, I'm saying yes. Okay, I'm so saying for the yes. next two weeks, no. The bet is on the five condominiums. Five condominiums. Five condominiums <laughs> on this. That is the Ramblin' Gambler. We're wow. out for this week. Strong, We're coming strong, back. Strong. All right. We got to get into it. We got our best games. We got our worst games. Yeah. Here we go. We have Golden State and Boston on the 16th on NBA Thursday. <laughs> yes. OKC versus San Antonio on the 17th. We have Orlando versus Golden State, which I actually Ooh. think is a fun game. That'll be fun. That will be on the 13th. And we'll blow up. Worst games of the week. We got Atlanta, New Orleans on Monday the 13th. Sacramento and Atlanta on the 15th. And the worst, potentially one of the worst games of the season, Houston versus Phoenix. And what I think could be one of the worst blowouts. Ironically, this is right alongside Golden State and Boston. So we're going to see, get to see the best of times, the worst of times. This is a Dickens NBA classic right now. So here (laughs) it is. Great expectations. No expectations. Here it is. My League of the Week, we're traveling around the world. We're going to the State Basketball League of Western Australia. And who are we going to watch? None other than the Perth Redbacks versus the Lakeside Lightning. You know you wanted to go down there. That's been going on since 1989. They have men's and women's leagues going on down there. I'm taking Perth. You have to. Perth won last year, so that's an obvious choice. You can find us on Almighty Baller Radio for all of our episodes. Also, there's a whole host of awesome basketball podcasts on Almighty Baller. Please go check them out. These are our friends and colleagues. These guys are as versed, if not more, in the NBA than we are. So I'd love for you to connect with them so you guys can keep streaming basketball knowledge nonstop throughout the season. You know what? That that does it. That wraps episode 10. We're done. Riding the Pine is out. Week four is in the books. You can't spell Lake Lightning without no.
This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Ride in the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Ride in the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Brad Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, a bit pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.